Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I'm your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having fantastic Tuesdays. Wherever you may be across this great country or this great land, we are exactly two weeks until the midterm elections. I'm going to give you a rundown on where we stand with the absolute latest gambling odds, with the absolute latest polls, with the absolute latest of the midterms two weeks from now. But we begin with the Patriots getting smoked last night by the Bears. I am in disbelief over how bad the Patriots still are in year three. And I would just ask you this question. How much better is Bill Belichick's legacy if Belichick had walked away and retired when Brady left and went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Because then, if the Patriots were as bad as the Patriots have essentially been over the last three years, most people out there would say, man, Belichick was so good, the Patriots would never be as bad as they are right now if he were still there. Instead, had to fix my hair there a bit, instead, we are seeing the Patriots fall apart and the data reflects, the data reflects that Bill Belichick is a completely average coach when he doesn't have Tom Brady as his quarterback. And with the benching of last night, Mac Jones, there's also bigger questions, I think, at play right now about all of the NFL draft picks in 2021. Remember, there were five quarterbacks that went in the top 15. Two of them were playing last night. Uh, And I think that is significant in general. But I want all of you to think about this for a moment. Um, Would you take any of those five quarterbacks right now? Would you be willing to sign any of those to be your starting quarterback? Would you give them a lot of money in the process? I don't think that I would. Um, And I know we're only into year two uh, of these quarterbacks, but it's worth contemplating what exactly is going on here that none of them are able to have any success right now. In particular, think about it. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones all went top 15. Would you take them as your starting quarterback right now, any of those five? Now, some of them have had a variety of different injuries Um, and uh, that has certainly impacted, for instance, Trey Lance's ability to play. Mac Jones has been injured some. Uh, Certainly, uh, Zach Wilson, when he's not cougar hunting, has had injuries to deal with. But none of these guys looks like an elite quarterback, and by and large, if you've got five of them that were all taken in the top 15, by now at least one of them, and probably two of them, would have given you signs that they might be dominant quarterbacks going forward. We frankly have not seen that happen yet. And so I'm inclined to believe that none of these five are really going to pan out. And that means that the Patriots, 
They may get to stick with Bailey. I thought it was great last night that they said he was named after the Party of Five Bailey. Um, uh, th- th- that was unexpected. But uh, I think that was Joe Buck who was sharing that info. As you break it all down, just think about all five of those quarterbacks and what it says, because we've got a lot of great young quarterbacks in this league right now, but none of them seem to have been among the top 15 that were drafted that year, and it's relatively rare that we would go 0 for 5 in terms of none of them being major difference makers. So think about that a little bit. Uh, Joe Biden, just moments ago, got his fifth COVID shot on camera. And we are now, like I said, two weeks out from the midterms. And if you were, I'm pretty good at making arguments, okay? And if you go back in time, you used to be able to pay me several hundred dollars an hour And I would argue whatever side of any issue you wanted me to argue, that is the job of a lawyer, all right? So people right now are like, oh, you're a sellout. And I'm like, first of all, I get to say exactly what I think every day, all day long. That is incredibly rare. But I used to be a sellout. Literally, what you do if you are a lawyer is sell your labor to argue for whichever side is paying you. That is the job of a lawyer. I don't have that job anymore. I get to say exactly what I think on every issue under the sun and it doesn't impact in any way the money that I make. Arguably, I have the best job in America and I am the freest person in all of America. So if I were giving advice right now, if the the Biden White House called me and they said, Clay, You've got your pulse on America. They said, you have fabulous hair. You have built a major media company that is setting records just about every day at OutKick, which we are, humbly, don't like to brag about it. May set quintuple our audience from last October, this October. Just tossing it out there. Biggest radio show in the country. Everything you touch turns to gold. If they were to say that. And they said, as a result, we want you to come to the White House and we would like for you to give us advice in these final two weeks. I would say, everything that you're doing, do the opposite. You need to pull a George Costanza because it feels like to me you are tanking to get the number one overall draft pick. And it feels so insanely tone deaf, it feels intentional. Now, the problem is, when you tank to get the overall number one draft pick, it actually can make logical sense to lose in the short term because the talent that you get for that number one overall pick can lead to more victories in the long run. I don't understand how the Biden administration is helped by tanking here. They're just wildly incompetent. Think about what playbook they're running right now. They brought in a man who has decided to identify as a woman and Joe Biden said that if you believe that 14 and 15-year-old kids shouldn't get their genitals chopped off, you are immoral. That's Joe Biden's, one of his closing arguments. The Democrat Party believes that if you're 14, you should get your boobs chopped off, you should get your penis chopped off, 
and they think that's normal. That's their argument now. It's immoral to argue against that. Can't get a tattoo till you're 18. Can't buy a beer till you're 21. Can't rent a car till you're 25. But if you're 14 and you feel uncomfortable in your body, we'll chop your boobs right off. We'll take your dick and just swipe it right off. That's the Democrat perspective. I look around and I think to myself, this is not even a political issue. I don't know any parents out there, regardless of who they vote for, that would want their 14 or 15-year-old kid to get their genitals removed. This should not be allowed. We're getting dicks chopped off people and we don't even let people get tattoos. Because we're like, hey, you know what? If you got a tattoo when you were 15 or 16, you might wake up when you're 24 and really regret that you got that tattoo. But we're letting people take their genitals off when they are still kids? I can't believe this is even going on. I find it almost impossible to believe that Joe Biden even understands any of this which is unfortunate because he needs to be asked probably at this point explicitly. Joe Biden, President Biden, you just had a guest in the White House and said that you think it's immoral for anyone not to want a 14-year-old to get their genitals chopped off. Do you really mean that? Do you understand what you're arguing? Because I think he probably doesn't. And they're also out there arguing, as if that were not a bad enough argument, Today, Joe Biden went and got a COVID shot, his fifth COVID shot. Remember, Biden tried to say on 60 Minutes, like six weeks ago, COVID's over. And now today, he said COVID is still an emergency. So the only argument that I think Biden could make, and this is the argument I would tell him he should be making, is I got COVID taken care of. It's a lie. You didn't. Everybody just got COVID, and as a result, it doesn't spread as much as it used to. But you can at least argue it. Instead, he's saying COVID is still an emergency. Crime is at a 21st century high. The border has never been less well defended and protected in our nation's modern history. And, and, Inflation is at a 40-year high, and everybody knows that the economy is a mess. So your response to all of this is people should get their boobs and their dicks chopped off? I mean, it's crazy. I don't even understand how, in his mind, Joe Biden or anybody in the White House could be arguing in favor of this. And then you're also saying, hey, go get the fifth COVID shot. You just had COVID twice this summer. The COVID shot doesn't do anything. If anything, the data actually reflects that many people who get the COVID shot are more likely to get COVID. And that if you are young and healthy, you have a far greater risk from the COVID shot, according to data shared by the Surgeon General of Florida and published in an article in the Wall Street Journal, than you do from the benefits of the COVID shot. So all this is crazy. And frankly... The gambling markets are all taking note of this madness. 
And right after that, we'll continue the discussion. But first, a momentary break. And let me just give you the latest up-to-date numbers out here in the most competitive races. Tonight, Dr. Oz and John Fetterman are going to debate. Dr. Oz has opened up a substantial lead in the betting markets to be the winner of the Pennsylvania Senate race. So that is the only race right now that according to gambling markets is remotely close that Democrats could flip. And again, Dr. Oz has taken command in this race with two weeks to go, okay? So the only Senate seat that is in danger for uh, Republicans is Pennsylvania and Dr. Oz has opened up a substantial lead there. Uh, Which party will win in New Hampshire? Donald Balduck is starting to surge here. That is becoming a tight race. Republicans are monster favorites to win the House. They are substantial favorites to win the Senate as well. And Herschel Walker is now in a dead heat tie right now in Georgia, I believe, as I've been telling you for some time, that Herschel Walker is going to win this race. In Nevada, Adam Laxalt has opened up a substantial lead over Masto, the current Democrat in the Senate, from a gambling market perspective. Arizona between Mark Kelly and Blake Masters is going to be tight. My point here is all of the money from a gambling perspective is pouring in on Republicans to win the House and the Senate. And let me say this. If you don't believe it, you can go put your money where your mouth is. Responding to me on Twitter, nuh-uh, doesn't really have much value. If you believe these gambling markets have got it wrong, go put your money where your mouth is. Maybe you're right and the gambling markets are wrong. Also, we are seeing surging. By the way, North Carolina off the board. Ted Budd is winning. Uh, Ohio off the board. J.D. Vance is winning. Wisconsin off the board. Ron Johnson is winning. Democrats had hoped to put all of those states in play. Colorado, Joe O'Day. Washington, Tiffany Smiley. If we get the red tsunami, Colorado and Washington could also be in play. In the meantime, states that could flip as governor races. Wisconsin, I believe, is going to go red. I believe that Georgia, we're going to see Uh, Brian Kemp wins comfortably. DeSantis wins comfortably in Florida. Abbott wins comfortably in Texas. I think Tudor Dixon's going to win Michigan. I think Lee Zeldin has a real chance in New York to flip. I believe Christine Drazen is going to win in Oregon. All of these states, New Mexico, I think Ronchetti is going to actually win that race. I think Waltz is going to win in, uh, uh, sorry, Jensen's going to win in Minnesota and beat Waltz. I think all of these places, you are going to see a red wave and that is why you are seeing an overwhelming amount of dollars. I'm literally looking at the live odds right now. It's why you are seeing an overwhelming amount of money pouring in in this country on Republicans to win toss-up races. All right, so that is the latest as we sit here two weeks out. I believe 
that uh, Republicans are going to win 25 or more seats in the House, comfortably take back control of the House. I believe Republicans are going to win three in the Senate. I think they're going to flip Nevada. I think they're going to flip Arizona. And I think they are going to flip Georgia with New Hampshire now out there on the fringe. 53 to 47 would be my prediction right now, Republicans, with uh, two weeks exactly to go. Uh, Elon Musk is reportedly set to close his purchase of Twitter on Friday. I will look at the stock price as we speak. It is rapidly approaching $54.20, which is the purchase price. It is right at $53. I am a Twitter shareholder. I have already said that I would be happy for Elon Musk to buy all of my Twitter shares. Uh, That appears to be happening in the near future. That is a good deal, and I am excited for it to close, not only because I'm going to make a decent amount of money on my Twitter stock, which I've held off and on, bought and sold quite a lot over the years, but also because I think what Elon Musk is going to do, returning an actual marketplace of ideas to Twitter, is going to be important for our overall national discourse and, frankly, for our international discourse. We have to stop rewarding people based on whether they are left-wing or not, which exists now inside of the Twitter echo chamber. And we have to allow people to actually go to battle in the marketplace of ideas on a fair playing field so that you're not slanting things in one direction or another. I also think that Elon Musk is going to be able to share all of the algorithms that has been rigged to, to, I believe, divide us and also artificially put weight on the left-wing perspective, I think this is going to be a much-needed balance to the way our national discourse is carried out, and I look forward to what is going to happen there, presuming that that purchase goes forward and occurs on Friday, as it appears it will do. All right? So... In addition to all of this, I wanted to make sure that I hit you with this. Uh, The New York State Supreme Court. Supreme Court, remember, is a low-level court in New York. Uh, Many states, the Supreme Court is the apex, not in New York. Uh, But, so this is a lower-level court. Has reinstated all fired, unvaccinated employees, ordered for their back pay, says the state violated those workers' rights and acted in an arbitrary and capricious fashion and says, and I'm reading from a tweet from Marina Medvin, being vaccinated does not prevent an individual from contracting or transmitting COVID-19. I want to give credit to the judge who had the bravery to write this piece, even though it may well end up being overturned. This is a monster win out there to get this taken care of. And the judge who issued this order is the Honorable Ralph J. Porzio, uh, who wrote this opinion and I believe got everything right about the unconstitutional overreach that was arbitrary, arbitrary and capricious that required anyone to get the COVID shot or risk losing their job. Also, going back to sports for a moment, craziness ensuing 
with Texas A&M. Jimbo Fisher's squad went on the road against South Carolina, lost as the favorite to fall to three and four. The rest of this schedule is pretty tough. It would not be crazy to think that Jimbo Fisher could. Let me look at the rest of Texas A&M's schedule because it is not an easy schedule to close with. I believe they play Ole Miss this weekend. Um, And down the stretch run of this season, there are a lot of games that A&M could still lose. So A&M sitting at three and four. They've got Ole Miss, Florida, Auburn, UMass, and LSU. I know none of those teams are necessarily world beaters, uh, but I feel like LSU and Ole Miss are going to win. I don't think that A&M is going to make a bowl, and this is going to be a mess, but there now have been three players suspended, lots of different reports about exactly what was going on in the locker room pregame, but sitting at three and four, it feels like Jimbo Fisher may well have lost this Aggie program. We'll see how they do against Ole Miss on uh, Saturday. In the past, Jimbo Fisher's teams at at A&M have tended to play well uh, when there are major uh, difficulties or threats ahead for them. So maybe they will play better going forward, but this is not a good sign for Jimbo Fisher. He has a monster payout, uh, but I don't think there's any argument other than the trajectory of the A&M program is not a very sound one. Things appear to be going in a very bad direction. I'm surprised because I thought Jimbo Fisher would have a great deal of success at Texas A&M. So far, that has not materialized and uh, things indeed seem to be off the rails in Aggieland. I appreciate all of you. My name is Clay Travis. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. This has been Outkick the Show. I will talk with you guys tomorrow. Thank you for supporting the Clay and Buck Show. We are rolling. Uh, We have got a lot of incredible shows coming down the stretch. Tomorrow, I will be at a rally with Ted Cruz uh, here in the Nashville area and Andy Ogles, who is going to win the 5th Congressional District in Tennessee. Uh, We will be at the factory. If you know that area in Franklin, it is in Williamson County. It should be a good time tomorrow. Look forward to seeing many of you there. Um, And I look forward to celebrating a red wave. It's time to restore sanity in this country. I know many of you have been very frustrated like I have. It's time to restore sanity in this country. At a minimum, providing divided government maybe will jolt the Biden administration awake and take them out of their far uh, left-wing absurdity. Uh, We will discuss that and more for the rest of the 14 days. I appreciate all of you. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP, I hope all of you have fantastic, fantastic lead up to uh, Halloween weeks, and I'll see you guys tomorrow.